Gretchen, we are so excited. We are going on tour this fall, back on the road with Happier Hour with Gretchen and Elizabeth. Everyone can come see our disembodied (laughs) voices live on stage. Yeah, plus there's going to be slides. We don't get to show slides on the podcast, but we've got slides. Visuals. Yes. Tickets are now on sale for San Francisco, Seattle, Portland, Chicago, and Kansas City, our hometown. For Providence, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C., and Charlotte, tickets will go on sale the week of September 9th. You can get all the information, uh, details, links to buy on GretchenRubin.com slash events. And if you want to make sure you're notified when we're coming to your city um, and more information, sign up for my newsletter at GretchenRubin.com slash hashtag newsletter. Yes, hashtag newsletter. I send out information to keep people notified. Please come bring your friends. We had so much fun meeting our podcast listeners at our live shows earlier this year. We can't wait to meet a whole lot more of you. Yay. Okay. Are we going to practice the pitch again? God, no. It's good, right? Yes, great. We're ready. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Sarah Fain, a TV writer and producer living in L.A., and with me is my high school friend and writing partner of 19 years, Liz. That's me, Liz Craft. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. This week, we're going to talk about why sometimes we all need to take a break. And then in a new segment called You're the Boss, about how we can all be the bosses of our own careers, we talk about a vitally important subject, how to get more Instagram followers. (laughs) And then we have a Hollywood hack for all of you who may be planning a wedding. Speaking of weddings, I recently had a wedding celebrity sighting exciting. Okay, Sarah, let's dive into from the treadmill desk of in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. And this week, it's take a break. We have been talking about this because last week I hit the wall. (laughs) Yeah, we were. We've just been, I mean, for months, just working, 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 working. And all of a sudden, you were just like, I need a break. And you stopped working on Thursday. We were together. You were like, okay, I think we're done. (laughs) And then you declared that on Friday we were taking the day off. Yeah, and I don't know if I've ever actually done that before. Usually, like, we have a lot of discussion yeah. about what days we're taking off, what we need to get done, we who's got, you know, appointments, what days, what yeah. makes sense, and it's very mutual. But I was just <laughs> done. I was yeah. just like, I'm not working the rest of the day. I'm not working tomorrow. Just not. This is it. Yeah, yeah. and you were like, Okay. I mean, what were you going to say? I mean, great. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Worked out great for me because if you're not working, I'm not working. But was it weird to you? Like, did it, did you notice it? Did it seem strange? Oh, yeah. It was super weird. But I also, like, there's just a lot going on. And so I, I wasn't surprised by it. I just thought, okay. And we're also like in the sort of the creatively difficult part where your brain and like our brains are just sort of working, 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 working. Uh And it's actually sometimes better when you're in that place to just release it. Yes. Um, And 
in the long run, like looking at it now a few days later, I'm like, well, thank God we did that because look at kind of the shift that we were able to make because we took that break. But I mean, it really was fascinating. I was like, all right. Yeah. Liz is calling it. Yeah, it was strange. <laughs> now, you know what it reminded me of at the Strength Code, which is where we both do our workouts. Yeah. Um, our slow weightlifting. Yes, our executive producer, Chuck Reed, also goes to the Strength Code. Like, you lift um, usually for for up to two minutes, and then at the very end, you do this 10-second hold. Yeah. And it reminded me of times at the Strength Code when they're going 10, 9, and I just drop. I just put it down and I'm just done. Or during the reps, before I even get to the hold, I just put it down. I was just done. Like, I was like, I'm not waiting for the countdown. I'm just done. And then the funny thing is when I said that to you, you said you've never done that like, at the strength What? Coach. You what? You just put the weights down? Uh, but, yeah. I mean, now I wonder if I'm going to because I it just never literally said that never to occurred to me that was an option. Yeah. So the the point is, it, one, we also got things done that we needed yes. to do. Like you went to the jeans doctor. You'd mm-hmm. had three pair of jeans that four. you needed. Four pair of jeans that needed uh, alterations. I got a foot massage, which I desperately <laughs> needed. I took a friend to lunch yeah. who was moving to Atlanta. I returned something to Neiman Marcus. We've discussed recently how we yes. like to return things to the store that we mm-hmm. order online. And also part of it, and I think a lot of our listeners can probably relate to this, like I just needed to get my head on straight. Like I was just feeling kind of panicky and um, overwhelmed about Mm -hmm. just all this stuff going on. The cacophony of choice Yes, and and what's going to happen and all of this. And I just kind of needed to take like some time and just say, okay, everything is fine. Like, you're doing what you need to do. Like, everything is just the way it always is. Don't panic. You know, I just, mm-hmm. I needed to give myself, like, a two-day pep talk. And then I think I came back in the, the right frame of mind. Right. Did you Which, feel that way? Yes, absolutely. And it's interesting because I think if we had continued to try to work, probably we would have had a giant fight. Exactly. Probably, yes. Like, it would have been one of those times where it's just like, we're both tense. Yeah. And then everything just goes horribly awry. So much better to, like, take a break and run errands and just, like, breathe and let things evolve and kind of mentally settle. Yes. So, look, sometimes you can't take a break. We've definitely been in that position. But if you need a break and you can take one, it's really important to do that because it's kind of a law of diminishing returns. It's the same reason we don't believe in staying um, in the writer's room till 1 a.m. It's just like after 7, not that much is going to happen. Or 6. Yes, ideally. (laughs) (laughs) So take a break. We did. Yeah, let us know if you take a break, if it works for you. Email us at happierinhollywood at gmail.com or send a voice memo. We'd love to hear your voices. And coming up, we debut a new segment, You're the Boss. But first, this break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like calorie smart, protein plus, and keto. Factor's 
fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. Last night, I had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay, Liz, it's time for our new segment, You're the Boss. Yes, we're going to talk about how we can all be the bosses of our own careers, even if we have an actual boss, because nobody cares as much about your success as you do. You have to take charge. Sarah, we have to take charge. hundred percent. And we have realized this more and more over the years. And our current situation without an agent has really driven home the fact that we have to take control. Yeah, and one way to do that, social media. Indeed. There is a lot of talk about branding. Uh, We all love to roll our eyes at the idea, but so many of us, whether we're writers, lawyers, doctors, starting a business, we are, in fact, building a brand. And social media is an integral part of that. Instagram specifically is vital. And, Sarah, one question we get all the time is, how do I get more Instagram followers? And this is not our area of expertise. So we've asked uh, my good friend, Jessica Barbarian, to break it down for us. Jessica's advertising and marketing career spans over two decades, and she has worked for an impressive roster of brands, including Anheuser-Busch, Disney, Honda, Nissan, and DirecTV. Now she sits as a director of marketing for an up-and-coming oatmeal brand called Umqua Oats that is challenging the tradition of boring, overprocessed oatmeal one no-mush bowl at a time, and it is delicious. Jessica, welcome. Welcome. Thank you. And most importantly, I am a happier in Hollywood fan. Aww. So we must establish that <laughs> okay. up front. So thank big fan. you. And you brought us oatmeal today, yes. which I'm yes. so excited about. Yes. yes, enjoy. All right. So Instagram for dummies. Sure. Okay. Yes, please. Like, how do people actually, like, there's the hashtags, there's Insta story, there's the feed. Like, do you have tips for just, like, literally what our listeners and us, frankly, should do to try to acquire followers? Right. And getting more followers, of course, is the golden question. (laughs) Everyone wants more followers. How do we do it? You know, it seems very a daunting task. So one of my first tips would be to use hashtags. And this is something that I'm kind of nudging Liz about all the time because yeah. she doesn't use hashtags. <laughs> I know. I don't. I I, I only use hashtag happier in Hollywood and right. you keep telling me I should be expanding that. So when you use a hashtag, it categorizes your content by subject. Mm-hmm. So it helps it get discovered by new accounts. So what you want to do is make sure hashtags are relevant. You don't want to use a hashtag that doesn't apply to the content on your post. We're we're trying to cast a wide net and get more impressions. So, for instance, with Umqua Oats, what hashtags would you use if you were doing a post for Umqua Oats? So for Umqua Oats, I want to hit our product differentiation points. We are a no-mush oatmeal, so I'll hashtag no-mush. We have clean ingredient decks, so we'll hashtag clean ingredients. Uh, Mm. A good uh, rule of thumb is to, you know, mix in broad hashtags and long-tail hashtags. And that's, you know, a broad hashtag would be 
healthy. You know, healthy applies to you know mm. millions of things. But, you know, a long tail hashtag would be healthy breakfast ideas. So when I hashtag healthy breakfast ideas, I'm targeting a more narrow group of people that are more likely to be interested in our product. And uh, we're going to see a better engagement from that. And I should confess that part of why we wanted to talk about this is because I was asking Liz, like, you have you have a pretty strong Instagram following. Mine is lagging far behind, and I don't know how to build. So we were talking about this, and she said, you know, we should talk to my friend Jessica about this. <laughs> um, so how do people discover these hashtags? Like, are people going to Instagram and and searching hashtag healthy breakfast ideas, and then they discover you through that? Well, there is a feed uh, for each hashtag. Okay. Uh So you can go type in at the top. Oh, gosh, we should just go to Instagram and see. Uh, (laughs) But you can look up a feed by hashtag. So if you are specifically looking for that, you can find a list of healthy breakfast idea hashtags. Also, you know, most likely within the Instagram algorithm, if you're someone who's typically clicking on posts that say healthy breakfast ideas or you are interested in breakfast, you know, subjects, it's Uh going to put that into your homepage feed, which is a Uh feed of the public posts that Instagram feels are relevant to you. Okay, so we need to come up with... This is major. I know. Like a list of the hashtags that we feel, right? I assume every brand needs to kind of come up with their key hashtags. Well, it's good to have a branded hashtag. You guys have Happier in Hollywood. That's amazing. Um, But also, you know, maybe some other hashtags that apply to you. and Right, TV writing or... Awesome podcast. Being calm yes. at work or something. <laughs> yes. You know, oh, work-life yes. balance. Mompreneurs. Even, yeah. Oh. oh. You know, things like that. I should oh, use I like that, that one. one. That's one we use on Umqua, you know. So oh. um, there's all sorts of fun things. And you got to make sure the hashtags are relevant to your content. Right. So that's mm-hmm. that's number one. Uh, also, in posts, you can use up to 30 hashtags. So wow. but most likely, you're, you're not going to want to dump 30 hashtags in your caption. It's going to look super spammy, and it's just going to clutter your feed. But we have a hack for that. So what you do is on the Notes app in your phone, you build uh, your hashtag group, hashtag whatever, happier in Hollywood, hashtag. Mm. Um, You prep your post. You go back to your notes and you copy all of the hashtags. So now the hashtags are all on your clipboard. Oh, so you don't have to keep writing them over and over. Right. You hit post on your Instagram post. And as soon as it goes live, you go in and make the first comment on your post with the hashtags. Click post. And Instagram will recognize that as the hashtags for that post. That is amazing. That's an incredible hack. That's like the hack of of the day, for sure. So an interesting um, example about how effective hashtags can be, uh, you know, a couple months back, I did a post. It's a picture of my pantry, you know. Uh-huh. With, Which I'm with, sure is very well organized. Which is organized. Liz has seen it. Um, <laughs> you know, and it has um, quotes, and they're beautifully arranged in a rainbow pattern. And Aww. I did, you know, a bunch of hashtags pertaining to home organization, you know, Marie Kondo, the home edit, you know, et cetera. And uh, 76% of my views were from hashtags. Wow. So th- you're leaving a huge number of impressions on the table if you're not using hashtags. And, and of that 76% wow. for that post, there were 21 profile clicks. So these people who oh, discovered me. then went and looked at your profile. Went and looked at my profile and potentially followed me and said, I want my pantry to look like this. Pantry goals, you know, like that sort of thing. Wow. And what about, you say you should add your location. What's the theory there? Adding location is just such an easy way. Instagram also indexes posts by location. So if you go into the, the query box, you can, you know, see all of the Instagram posts for 
Los Angeles. And it's just another way to be seen. And again, we're trying to cast that wide net to uh, maximize our impressions. And can you talk a little about Instagram stories? Sure. They felt very mysterious to us for yes. a long time. And now we're, we're getting into them a little bit. Well, and people keep telling us to do Instagram stories as opposed to, I think you are one of the people who keeps telling me that, <laughs> um, as opposed to just posting photos. And why is that? It's like, is Instagram favoring stories or do people like the stories? What's what's going on with that? So great question. More than half of daily Instagram users are looking at Instagram stories. Okay. So this is, you know, over 500 million people. This is a huge audience you do not want to forget. The great thing about Instagram stories is they are gone within 24 hours. So, you know, you can kind of post your your B content mm. or just fun snippets throughout your day and kind of be more more casual and and really very transparent and less produced and and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's all sorts of ways that, you know, we can drive engagement from our stories. They have really cool tools and, and GIFs that you can add to your story. You can use polls uh, where you ask a yes or no question. You can ask open-ended questions like, you know, what do you want to see more of on my feed? Mm. You know, kind of reach out to your community and see, you know, <laughs> yeah. what they're into. Um, ask me anything. That would be great for you guys, oh. you know. You can go live and answer the questions you formed for the Ask Me Anything session or just mm. do Ask Me Anything on a live session. This is super fun ways to really break down that barrier uh, where you're really talking to your audience and getting to know them. They're getting to know you. And it's 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 really fun. Yeah. I mean, I feel like in podcasting, especially it's such a community mm-hmm. that community building is such an inherent part of building any podcast. And so it makes perfect sense that we should be doing all of these things. Right. It's just intimidating. Yes, it feels a little overwhelming. Um, Do you have any hints or suggestions for people who have that sense of being overwhelmed by it? Do you just have to do it? Like, does practice just, you just, it starts to get easier? I think, you know, you you just start one at a time. You know, a good rule of thumb is kind of to always have a story running. Ah, You know, it it helps with your engagement. It helps with the algorithm, you know, the almighty algorithm. You know, just what are you doing? What are you up to today? Or what did you have for lunch? Or, you know, footage from the concert you went to? You know, I mean, you got you can get really creative. Those are terrible examples. <laughs> no, they're actually great examples because yeah. I'm thinking, like, I love watching people's concert footage. Like, there was a Paul McCartney concert recently. And I watched so many people's yeah. footage of the Paul McCartney concert uh-huh. because it's entertaining. And the other day, I finally did one Instagram story of the— Beverly Hills reboot, um, the main titles. And I know that if someone else had posted that, I would have loved to see it. Well, and I think the examples you gave are of things that we can all do that that aren't incredibly difficult or complicated, because that's the barrier for me a lot of the time is like, I don't want to like have to set something up or look perfect or do all of these things. It's just like your regular life and you're just engaging with people like that's a bar I can meet. Right. Yes. <laughs> Regular life. Yes. Now, you also talk about tagging relevant brands. Now, I don't know mm. if that's just if you are selling an actual product like Umqua Oats or for those people who are just sort of selling themselves and building their profile. Are there brands to tag in that case? Like, for instance, Marie Kondo, I guess, is a brand at this point. Or is that really more product based? I think everyone should be tagging brands. Uh, oh, okay. Something, I, and people, you know, because when you tag someone, 
uh, you know, a person or a brand, they get a notification. So when I see someone tag up, well, oh, it's, I, you know, oftentimes take that content and I'll run it in my stories because it's showing what we call CGC, consumer generated content, which ah, brands love. CGC. CGC. Oh, that's, that's like a major, I'm sure. And if it's really on brand for me, I'm going to put it in my feed, my post feed, which, you know, will live on my account forever. And that's just, you, you know, it's great exposure for your account that, you know, my followers get to see your content. And then they might follow, obviously. Right. So my question is, how much time do you recommend ah. committing on a daily or weekly basis to this process of building followers? Right. You know, it's it's all about how much time you have. They say that the average Instagram user um, spends 55 minutes a day on Instagram, which wow. which is shocking. Yeah. So if you're trying to build a brand, you know, you got to think that you're maybe going to want to be on a little more than that, uh, you know, fortunately or unfortunately. So more than an hour a day <laughs> you, and should you know, be, if possible, we should be sort of posting and putting up hashtags and following other people probably. And, you know, that's just the average users. You know, sometimes I'm doing less than that. Sometimes I'm doing a little more. You want to, you know, but I have, you know, some of these these hacks take very little time. Right. So you really can give what you can give. You know, running stories is a very easy thing to do just on a day-to-day basis to kind of, you know, get yourself out more. And you can use up to 10 hashtags in your Instagram stories. Okay. So that's also an area where you can, you know, get new eyeballs. Here's a question. So in Instagram stories, I'm really getting into the weeds here. <laughs> you can do a still image. It doesn't right. have to be a video. That's true. Okay, because I thought for a long time an Instagram story had to be a video, but it can be um, a still image with a poll on it or with writing on it, like you were saying, a GIF. What's a GIF exactly? That's writing? So a GIF is like a little animated, it's usually an illustration ah. or a picture, and usually like bop around or they're cute okay. or they zoom in and out. There's all sorts of fun ones. And You know who's amazing at this, Sarah? My sister-in-law, Olivia, who's oh, a morning yes. show host in Phoenix. She is just the GIF queen, the, GIF queen, the, the story queen, and, uh, you know, and, and she has an amazing following. Right. Well, I follow her, but I, now I'm going to go study her. Yes. Olivia Fierro. <laughs> at Olivia Fierro. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, Jessica, another thing we want to ask you about is this whole giveaway, because you have told us that doing giveaways is an amazing way to build followers. Yes. And how does it work and why is that? Right. Giveaways are just becoming rampant lately. You see them all over the place, you know, especially in my category. But a giveaway essentially is a promotion where accounts can enter to win a prize by following a set of rules that the host sets. So, for instance, I just, you know, wrapped up one with a all-natural peanut butter company. And in that giveaway, to enter, you had to like the post. You had to make sure you were following both brands. And you also had to tag at least one friend. You can tag uh, unlimited friends, but use separate comments. So this does two things. One, when you like the post and you tag, you make a comment, 
you are increasing the engagement of the post. So that's sending a message back to the Instagram algorithm that this is quality content. People are engaging with this post. I'm going to put this higher, you know, in the algorithm and more people are going to see this on their feed. It's going to be higher on their feeds. Mm. And the second thing it does is it kind of starts a viral word of mouth situation where you're tagging other people. So you're tagging two people and, you know, maybe one of those people tags three people. And so it just kind of keeps propelling the giveaway. So you keep getting entries throughout your giveaway period. And then do you pick a winner? Yeah. I mean, you can do any, um, you know, whatever the rules dictate. You know, it can be a random winner. That's very common. Sometimes, you know, you can choose the best comment or, you know, like whatever you want to do. But we had a lot of success in our recent giveaway for Umqua Oats. We received over 1,800 entries between the two accounts. And we earned over 150 new followers. And this is in 72 hours. Wow. So this is very low cost, very easy to do. And this is something that people can do for their personal brands, too. It doesn't have to be, Mm -hmm. you know, a corporation or a brand. Well, like I was thinking we could do, um, we could give away a Happier in Hollywood mug. Right. Or a tote bag. People would love that. Or a t-shirt. And it's just, again, it's a fun way to engage people. And if you don't want to do it, you don't have to. We could do an Instagram story with a poll asking (laughs) what people would want for the giveaway. A mug, a tote, or a t-shirt. And then do a giveaway. My mind is exploding I know. Sarah, you're my best student. (laughs) (laughs) I have learned from the master. (laughs) So another element to the giveaways is what I like to do is partner with like-minded brands Mm. um, and we trade audiences. So we're both posting our giveaway post at the same time to separate audiences. And so they're both seeing it. And so they're posting to their audience. I'm posting to my audience and their audience is being asked to follow my account. And my audience is being asked to follow their account. And they have common interests. They're into, you know, better for you products and So, Sarah, for instance, even though we're not, again, a product, we could do this with Satellite Sisters, with any number of podcasts that are sort of sit with Happier with Gretchen Rubin, for instance. Right. There you go. Um, And and (laughs) share audience. I mean, it's a a great idea for anyone. Yeah. And one thing that I see, too, a lot on quotes is people reaching out to do collaborations. So there's a brand or a product or a person that you're really into. You could reach out to them. You could direct message them. That's the magic of Instagram. We're all connected by yes. a direct message. We're all Kevin Bacon. Yeah. In a sense. <laughs> uh, so um, reach out to that brand and say, hey, you know, I love your product. Do you want to collab? I have this many followers. You know, I want to see if we can work something out. I get this this all the time where people want to either do giveaways for us or just show my product, you know, how my product fits into their lifestyle and show it off to their audience. So never be afraid to ask. That's great advice. I mean, we I followed someone recently on Instagram who then DM'd me, who then was someone we actually wanted to get information from. And I said, oh, hey, can we give you a call? And it was like, without Instagram, we wouldn't have even been connected with this person. So it really does work. I mean, I think that's why I've more and more come around to this idea that we should care about it, because it works. And you can get really creative with it. You know, you you said giving away a mug. You can, you got to theme this stuff and make the visuals cool, you know, like, Listen, Sarah, you guys could do a, a writer's retreat theme. You, a, mm-hmm, a few episodes mm-hmm. back, you talked about your favorite books on writing. You know, you can give away a set of your oh, favorite writing yeah. books. Oh, that's a great idea. You could throw in your Happy and Hollywood mug. You know, maybe I'm going to throw in a case of Umqua Oats. Maybe yes, there's a bottle of tequila. Hey. <laughs> there's a bottle of tequila in there. Who knows? You know, but you make it fun. You take a cute picture and, it. you know, your audience gets really excited. And it's really a win-win for everyone. 
Well, the other thing you say is that social media is a marathon. Mm. Yes, that is good to remember. Can you reassure us about that? There's no end game here. It's it's right. a long-term thing. You know, it is a marathon, and you, you don't want to go in expecting to go from 10 followers to 10,000 followers, you know, in a right. month. You know, you want to take the time, build good content, you know, find a really engaged community of like-minded individuals that, you know, really want to engage with your brand and you. And, you know, that's really what it's about, not numbers. and Right. You can go deep as opposed to going wide. If you have a, a smaller number of people who are really interested in you and are going to buy your book, that's better than more followers who, who ultimately aren't that interested. Right. All right, Jess, one last question. Um, this whole thing about boosting a post, that's when you pay, correct, to actually have Instagram boost your post? Is that something we should do? What What does it mean? Well, I'm sure everyone's heard about how organic reach is dying. But when you boost a post, you pay for additional impressions. So in order to do this, you must have a business Instagram account uh, linked to your Facebook account. Um, and what it does, okay. it shares your content with accounts that have similar interests and that otherwise wouldn't see your feed. And the cool thing is that you can target by location. You can target by demographics, interests. You can get super specific. You know, if you're running a giveaway, you can boost your giveaway so you get more impressions and more entries and more followers. Um, at Umqua Oats, we're in Whole Foods NorCal. I can do a Whole Foods ad and then boost it for just the NorCal region. Oh, so um, wow. you can really zero in on the people you want to talk to. So it's it's really good practice. And is it relatively affordable? I think you can start as low as like a dollar. Okay, great. You know? So anyone can start. You start playing experiment. with it a little bit. Yeah, just experiment. And, you know, it's very low commitment. <laughs> it's very low commitment. All right. Well, we are going to have to have you, like, give us an actual, like, tutorial, you know, sidebar. Because you're <laughs> filled with amazing information. And I think that we all really need to, like, we're talking here about being in charge of your own career. And whatever you're doing, this is a great way to be in charge. Mm-hmm. Jessica, thank you so much for being here. This has been enlightening. Thank you so much for having me. And I think, you know, one of the big takeaways from today is if I can have fun making oatmeal exciting and attracting <laughs> followers, I think that the sky's the limit for personal brands. So, And speaking of Umqua Oats, you can follow Jessica at Umqua Oats, and that's U-M-P-Q-U-A Oats. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you. Thank you. Coming up, we've got a Hollywood hack about how to make your wedding more fun. But first, this break. Okay, Sarah, it's time for this week's Hollywood hack. And it's something um, I discovered at a wedding I recently went to which is rent arcade games for your wedding, or I guess any event. This sounds so fun. It was so fun. It was a really beautiful wedding, fancy wedding. And off to the side of the reception, there was a foosball table, air hockey, a couple of arcade games that were loaded (laughs) with everything from Ms. Pac-Man to Donkey Kong, Asteroids. Amazing. Um, There was also the photo booth, which I feel like every wedding now has a photo booth. And it was just so fun. It was fun for kids. They had kids at the wedding. And, you know, so often, like, kids don't know what to do with themselves if they don't want to dance. So this was great for kids. But believe me, the adults were equally into it. Like, 
tons of activity on all these machines. Now, how much does something like this cost? Do you well, think? I'm not sure. I didn't want to ask the bride and groom, how much did you <laughs> spend me. on your machines? But I kind of did some research, and it seems to me it's not cheap. I think it's like at least $350 a machine. But when you think about how much weddings cost, it could be a lot of bang for the buck. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Now, one downside is I do think it might take away from dancing. So if you really care about everyone being on the dance floor, this does, it's sort of another place to be. Um, But people were still dancing a lot. I'm just pointing that out as a potential pitfall. Yes. Anything that takes adorable children dancing (laughs) out of the dancing is, is, that's, that's tough. But I love that. That's the cutest thing in a wedding. But everyone was still dancing. Okay, good. Okay, Liz, it's time for our celebrity sighting. It's actually a wedding celebrity sighting. You sat with a celebrity at this wedding. Yes, I was sitting with Masi Oka, who um, is probably best known um, from the NBC show Heroes, which was a massive hit. He played the time-traveling character Hero. He's also known for playing Dr. Max Bergman on CBS's Hawaii Five-0. And first of all, he was such a nice guy. What's he's super smart. Um, some people don't realize he's also like a digital effects artist. So he's not just an actor. And I remembered when you said that, that we saw him in the hallway on the Disney lot yes. in our building, yes. where, you know, where our office used to be. Yes, he's also a producer. And one thing that's really just kind of a fun fact is that Mossy was on the cover of the August 31st, 1987 issue of Time magazine titled Those Asian American Whiz Kids. So, fun fact. Not many people have been on the cover of Time magazine. No. And that is it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. For questions or comments, email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and please subscribe if you haven't already. Thank you to our wonderful guest, Jessica Barbarian. You can follow her on Instagram at Umqua Oats. Thank you to our executive producer, the amazing Chuck Reed, and everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thank you to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Check out the other Onward Project podcasts, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, and the new podcast from Whole30's Melissa Urban, Do The Thing. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram, at S. Fain, and Liz is at Liz Craft. Let's say those again in this episode. At S. Fain and at Liz Craft. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join the conversation. Until next week, I'm Liz Kraft. And I'm Sarah Fain. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. Okay, so that went well. I don't think it could have gone better. I'm so tired now. I need a Chardonnay. (laughs) From the Onward Project.